welcome to series two of the Confidence Fighter for Girls. My name's Myrtle and in this series we're going to be discussing difference, confidence, women in tech and much more. Stay tuned and hope you enjoy. Hello, in this week on the Confidence Fighter I'm delighted to welcome Christine Armstrong as my special guest. Christine, can you tell me a bit about yourself and your story? Hello, Myrtle. So my name is Christine Armstrong and I wrote a book called The Mother of All Jobs a couple of years ago, which was about the challenges of combining work and parenting, something your mum knows a lot about as well. And I have three children of my own and I research and write and speak about work and work-life balance and the future of work. What advice would you give to your younger self? Well, when I was younger, I always thought that everyone else was cleverer than me. And I tell my children this. And as I've got older, I've become more and more aware that they're often not cleverer than me, that sometimes people seem more confident or they might um, just think that they know more or they might say it louder. But that actually that if you concentrate and you think about things that very often people aren't quite as clever or as intimidating as you might think they are. What's the biggest risk you've ever taken? (laughs) The biggest risk I've ever taken was moving to America when I was about 26 or 27. And I went on my own, obviously, I wasn't married. And I just moved to another country. I went by, I spent six months in Toronto first. And it was letting go of all the support structures that I was used to having. I think maybe when I did it, I didn't realise it would be as difficult as it was in practice. But as always, when you do really difficult things, you learn so much. I'm really glad that you did them afterwards. How do you grow your confidence and how did you get your confidence? Mm. It didn't come naturally to me. And certainly when I was 17 or 18, I was very shy. When I was younger than that, I was quite awkward and shy. I think it comes in stages and I think it comes through practicing. So the first moment at which I began to find a bit of confidence was maybe at university, where I met a really nice group of friends and became much more comfortable with my peer and friendship groups. And I also had a supervisor at university who thought I was brighter than I pretended to be because I didn't think I was as clever as everyone else and then in my 20s and 30s I was sort of confident in some ways but quite shy of taking risks but at some point I started to take risks and the first big risk I maybe took was to start writing a blog for Management Today magazine and I did it for free And I didn't think I was a writer, and maybe I wasn't a very good writer, and I probably wasn't. I'd probably be embarrassed if I read it now. Um, But I took a risk, and it got a response. And then I started taking more risks, like writing articles for newspapers, and then writing my book. And now I vlog. And each time I did something, I thought maybe it wouldn't go very well. But each time I've tried to do something, I've either learned quite a lot, maybe failed, or it's really moved me forward. When do you feel most scared? (laughs) Well, in work terms, I feel most scared when I'm about to do a talk in front of a big audience. And I feel a huge sense of responsibility about the people that I've got to amuse and entertain and say something interesting to. So I get this enormous surge of adrenaline and like 
butterflies and I feel really tense and my concentration really narrows down. I call it going into the tunnel and I almost can't hear any other noises or think about anything else other than that performance. And what I've learned over time is to really welcome that adrenaline surge and to really let it lift me into a performance mode where I can be my most expressive um, and I come across to the audience as incredibly confident, even though I might feel quite nervous. How do you help your daughters build their confidence? I think about this a huge amount, and I think that parents get this wrong all the time, and I think I get this wrong all the time. There's a bit of me that thinks that by telling them to be confident or to enjoy things or to try, that that builds their confidence. But I think in reality, how you build your children's confidence is by listening to them, by being really interested in what they're doing and what they're saying and their exploration of the world. And that that engagement is actually what underlies the building of their confidence. But I don't think I always get that right. What inspires you? I love reading. I love newspapers, I love magazines, I love Twitter. I love people, I'm a wild extrovert. If it was up to me, I would spend all my days meeting new people, exploring new ideas, understanding new things. So I'm kind of inspired, I think, by human interaction. I learn from people and from really lovely writing. I don't read from boring academic texts. I, don't, I just get I just get bored. I love the surprising. I love beautiful words. I love people who've got an energy and a passion for things. And those things inspire me all the time. Do you think reading helps you be more confident? Yeah. I think reading helps you in loads of different ways. One is it helps you understand other people's life experience. So you understand how other people see the world and different perspectives. I think it helps you think about language and words and the impact of words. And that's something I think you become aware of as you get older is that you have a huge amount of power with your words and you can say things that make people feel amazing and warm and special. Or you can say things that make them feel small or crushed or hurt. And that that's a huge power and a huge responsibility that you have to take really seriously and you have to learn how to use that power and a friend of mine says that really good manners are a superpower and when she first said it I thought she was crazy but now I think she's right I think that being really polite can be a really amazing way of doing things that you didn't think you'd be able to do and my daughter was upset yesterday because she was going to she's doing one-on-one football um, and she went to her football training and she was really sad because it was snowing and she didn't want to miss the snow and so I said to her why don't you talk to your football coach and ask him if you do really good training if you're on the roof because it's in this like open car park but then there's a roof area and maybe you go up and play snowboards and she said oh no he's really mean he'll never let me do that and I said just try to be really charming and see if he will and when I came and picked her up at the end she was on the roof playing snowboards with her football coach so charm is a superpower What does confidence mean to you? I think confidence is a very, very fluid attribute. What I mean by that is that sometimes I go into a room and I feel super confident and people would say, oh, yeah, she's really confident, Christine. She could be on a stage with 
hundreds of people and talk and I look really confident. And other times I can go into a room with two people and just feel like I want to hide or I'm not, don't fit in or I don't feel comfortable. So I think confidence is very situation specific. So in a certain situation, you might feel really confident. And in another situation, the same per person feels really unconfident. So I think it's about being comfortable in your surroundings. It's about being comfortable with the people you're with and it's about being comfortable doing what you're doing. So the things I know I'm good at, I'm really confident with, but I'm really terrible at loads of things. Like I'm really terrible at, you know, I don't know, maths. I'm really terrible at cleaning. I'm really terrible at loads of things. And then my confidence disappears if you ask me to do those things. How do you build your confidence? So one thing which is really unpopular and one thing that I'm never supposed to say to children, but I think it's really important to say to children, um, is that how you show up really matters. And I don't mean by that as how you look physically in terms of your birth and, you know, your life or whether you're tall or short or big or small. That doesn't matter. But how you show up in terms of your posture and your smile and maybe the colours that you wear or you know, some crazy style, some crazy things that you put in your hair or whatever. Those things do matter because people read that and they think they know something about you. And you can either use that to your advantage and say, hey, I'm this person with the crazy hair or I'm this person who wears the mad colours or the bright colours or I'm this person who wears this or does this. I think that tells people a lot about you. And I think using that to your advantage can be really helpful. And I said that once when I did a talk at the school and I thought that the headmistress was going to fall off her chair because she was so cross with me because we tell children that how you look or how you show up doesn't matter. It's all about your brain. And I think we say that because we want it to be true. But I think in reality, it's not true and that we should think about that a little bit more. Thank you, Christine, for talking to me today. It's such a pleasure, Myrtle. Good luck with it. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode of The Confidence Fighter and you're using Apple Podcasts, I would really appreciate a rating and review because this means other young girls can find this podcast more easily. Don't forget to subscribe. See you next time.